Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 225 of Optimal Living Advice, the podcast where we take any questions you might have about the many struggles of life and get them answered for you here on the show. I am your host, Certified Life Coach Greg Audino, reminding you before we begin that if you have a question you would like help with on the show, we welcome you to email it to us at advice at oldpodcast.com. And for today's episode, folks, we're going to have a chance to look at a great question from a listener who is, well, that guy who uh, gives the really blunt criticism. We all know one. Sometimes we love them, sometimes not. Well, this listener is on a journey of growth and is really trying to be open to the criticism he's gotten from others about his own criticism. So he's here looking for a way to maybe soften his approach when giving others direction I think it'll be important for him to not focus on changing too, too much. Let's see why and hear what he has to say. As someone who has recently started going through a personal growth and mindfulness journey, I am actively looking to better myself and will continue to do so as I progress in levels, age. I would consider myself a fairly blunt person and find it difficult to give constructive criticism in a way that will not be taken offensively. I do care and mean well when I give criticism, but I have been told I am not approaching it properly. This is mostly in regards to relationships with a significant other, but can be expanded to all personal interactions with family and friends. Any advice or direction to an earlier episode will be greatly appreciated. All right, very good question asker. Thanks a lot for sending this one in. We do talk a lot about communication here, in case you haven't heard, uh, but giving criticism specifically is something I'm not so sure we've touched on. Obviously, it's a very touchy part of communication too, so it's it's nice to have an opportunity to talk about this and help you out and hopefully help out many others. I first want to offer a brief note about the journey of self-growth you mentioned being on, though, and uh, what part of it I think is really important to keep in mind in conjunction with giving blunt criticism. So, you mentioned wanting to better yourself, I guess I would just caution you to not confuse bettering yourself for no longer being a blunt person. Now, I think this part of your journey should be about bettering your delivery and bettering your actions rather than thinking of it in terms of needing to not be a blunt person, if that makes sense. And I say this because such a huge part of the journey of self growth is learning how to change yourself in such a way that doesn't make you hate the part of yourself that you've changed. It's imperative to first accept yourself as you are, 
so that when you do make an effort to better yourself, you are instead supplementing a version of yourself that you're already at peace with. And depending on who you are, self-acceptance doesn't happen so easily, but putting that at the forefront of your journey is a really important means of ensuring that you're also capable of self-forgiveness now and in the future. How this idea pertains to blunt criticism is that if you're feeling like you need to be a different person and disallowing yourself to be blunt, disallowing that part of you to shine, uh, the criticism you give will be less constructive and more laced with resentment, most likely. There's likely to be resentment towards others for feeling as though their weakness has forced you to reject a certain part of yourself. And of course, there will be resentment towards yourself for both giving into this and resentment towards any urges that come back up to be a blunt person. And one might think those two forms of resentment would contradict one another, but I'm not so sure they would, given the lengths we'll go to to do right by others, especially for someone like yourself who is willing to listen to others, respect others, and make changes based on the opinions of others. And there's evidence of all three in the question you've sent in. So, instead of feeling like you need to change this part of your identity, let's instead focus on the inevitable advantages and disadvantages of providing blunt criticism and see how we can alter your criticism in such a way that honors your beliefs towards giving criticism the way you do, while also honoring the fact that it's clearly not working for those who you care about. Now, I would say the advantages of blunt criticism include, uh, but are not limited to, the fact that it's simple to understand, right? It's direct, forward, honest, clear, concise, and it's assertive. So these are all good qualities for sure. Now, on the other hand, some disadvantages, or at least why it's proven ineffective in the eyes of your loved ones, might be that it's not necessarily compassionate. It's more one-directional, so the other party doesn't have so much of a chance to respond. And because of how compactly packaged blunt criticism is, it's easier for you to miss nuances while you're giving it. Now that you see the disadvantages, how do you think they're preventing this criticism from being the best it can be? To me, if I'm answering that question, I think that what's missing for you is the opportunity to see the side of another person and maybe learn something yourself rather than coming to such a confident black and white conclusion. What's missing for them is the opportunity to be heard so they can say their piece and feel respected. It's also worth mentioning that you can learn more about what's missing for them by simply asking them to cite specific examples of how your blunt criticism leaves them wanting more. This will give you insight into your particular interactions, which is really important, and that's something I can't do for you. This type of exchange will also give you the chance to elaborate more on why you value blunt criticism. And that's a good thing, because that enables you to learn from each other. It's good for them to get a better grasp of your intentions and be more certain of the fact that you do mean well, you know? So once you've done all that homework, with respect to your natural communication style and the advantages of it that you believe in, let's have you try to pair your blunt criticism with rhetoric that gives other people the chance to have a word. A very basic template I think you could use would be, I think X because of Y and Z. And I say that because I care, not because I want to be insensitive. Is there something you see that I don't? Let me know what I'm missing or what you've tried already. I want to see where you're coming from. This is the beginning of criticism that is blunt, 
but also allows the other person some space, right? It's a good start. But the beauty of good communication and being really mindful of our words is that it doesn't take any more than this to spark a lot more discovery. An opening like this can lead into a conversation in which you learn more about the other person. You learn about what they've tried, how they see things, what triggers they might have, and more essential knowledge that will make giving criticism even smoother the next time. The part that you play in this conversation is the part of an open-minded person who is willing to hear and support their loved ones, which you are. And of course, you can still challenge them. You know, you can still disagree with them or offer further patient criticism if you think they're doing something to sabotage themselves. So this isn't all going to necessarily lead you to have a change in opinion. Maybe sometimes, but not always. Regardless, what's most important for your relationships here is taken care of. It goes beyond the criticism. It's open dialogue where both parties are able to have an open and honest exchange, feel mutual respect whether or not they see things the same way, and are free to take ownership over their own actions and differences. And that will do it for today, everyone. Thanks a lot to the asker again for sending this in. And do remember, everyone, that the discoveries we came to today can really go beyond just giving criticism. This blend of assertiveness and cooperativeness is also great in any type of negotiation where you're not necessarily telling someone else what to do and are not necessarily discussing something more personal to someone. So being confident in your own feelings while also making room to hear and learn from others It's highly effective, and it's just a decent strategy for interacting well with people. So think about what types of interactions you might have that don't always go so well, and consider whether or not you're doing your part to make them a two-way street. We are wrapping up now, though, everyone. I really appreciate you sticking with me till the end, and I do hope you'll join me again for the next OLA episode that's coming up on Wednesday. I'll talk to you all then.